This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 330, Spotlight on Star Wars The Force Awakens. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans. This is episode 330. It's our Spotlight on Star Wars The Force Awakens episode. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, and I'm joined, as I often am on these movie podcasts, by Paul Scores. Welcome, Paul. Thank you for having me. So today, uh, today's what the Saturday. So it's the after the, the day after the Force Awakens came out, and two days after the big preview night. That at least in North America, yeah, that blew all all uh, any sales projections that anyone could have hoped for. Uh, we finally got to see Star Wars. I say finally, as if it's somehow it was a like great four weeks later. And we yeah, finally got to it. Or something, somehow it's right? a great hardship that it's a day after the official release, and yeah. we're just now seeing it. Us poor schlubs. But that being said, I mean, I know you're not on Facebook, but Facebook is just a wash from people talking about it, people asking. Asking not for spoilers, people complaining about spoilers. It's for just, sure. you almost can't even go on social media. I, I kept away from all kinds of stuff after it came out just to be sure, uh, no, no shenanigans. It's crazy. I mean, I, I guess it's it just, it's, it, we talked about this back in August. We were talking about like how big it was going to be. I don't think anyone thought of just how big it was going to be. Like, it's become it's a huge Wars. zeitgeist. I know that, but like, I don't remember Phantom Menace quite being as, as crazy. Well, I guess the, the lineups were crazier, but. Different time. It was a very different time. Very different time. Like, uh, we went to a theater that has assigned seating that didn't exist in 99. So that whole concept of waiting out for your ticket is not really a thing anymore. And especially with online ticketing, all advance. People had bought their tickets, what, two months ago they will put them on sale? Like, Fandango and the States were saying it was unprecedented levels of interest. And it was just insane. So, did it live up to it? That's a lot of pressure. That's a big question. That's a big question. Okay, so... And this is the thing I've been talking about when I, when I speak to most people about the Star Wars. They go, Paul, what do you think? What's, what's going to happen for you? So I had no doubts as a movie, as a film. You go there, you watch it. It would be a great spectacle. Um, it would be well put together. Um, so it's a great, great, great movie. Absolutely fantastic movie. My biggest worry was the story. Would we be happy with how Han, Luke, and Leia ended up after all these years? Um, the choices they've made. Um, are these new characters going to fit in? How are they going to fit in? Will it make any sense whatsoever? Um, you know, because uh, I know that there is the hardcore fandom out there of the of the expanded universe, and their immediate reaction will be, "Well, how does compare to, uh, you know, the Timothy Zahn books that came after? The, how, like, is it is it would they have rather had Grand Admiral Thrawn instead of this First Order? Mm. Um, you know, should have should Luke be trained all these Jedi? Should Leia have become a Jedi? Um, you know, as opposed to what they've done with her here. So we're gonna spoil that's... the crap out of this. I just realized we didn't actually say that. We're gonna spoil <laughs> the crap out of this. If you did not watch it yet, stop right. listening. So I haven't said anything yet, but no. Um, yeah, that's essentially you know the biggest thing. Are are we as the the fandom? Especially those who have read anything expanding universe, why would we be happy with where our characters are today in comparison mm. to that? Um, so I've read a fair amount of the novels, so I do I did enjoy them. Like anything with Timothy Zahn, Star Wars related, they were a big deal in the nineties. Yeah. I mean, that was what that, his his trilogy is what made people care about Star yeah. Wars again because there hadn't been a movie in seven or eight years when this happened. It was a dark time. And it was. It yeah. really was like literally a dark time. I mean, because like, there just wasn't a lot of new content. People still care, but it wasn't the same way. And his books really helped pave the way. 
uh, for a big resurgence in, in, in the book universe and this expanded universe and then again more comics more of that kind of stuff like that because I mean Marvel had the license forever for mm-hmm. Star Wars and they published it for a long time but it wasn't until Dark Horse took it over that they really nurtured it as a property yes uh, to really expand it because that was their baby that was like their only license like it's huge for them absolutely. I mean like, what did Dark Horse have back in the day like it had Eventually, it had Predator and Alien. It had Predator, Alien, and Buffy, Serenity, anything just Whedon-esque is, is theirs, yeah. Yeah, but it's very much a genre publisher, which is why it's weird that they don't have Star Wars anymore and have no rights to any of it, which is... No, I know, but when you had the, the whole Marvel-Disney... Mm-hmm. Like, you knew sense, it was eventually right? going to happen, sure. right? Yeah. So, yeah, so it was interesting that, like, that that's what kind of made Star Wars a thing again. And then we had the prequels, which kind of killed part of it, or made people <laughs> sad about Star Wars. And then... I, I almost thought this would never happen, that we would actually see in episode 7. Because I remember 96, 97, when they were talking about George Lucas saying that he wanted them to do the three prequels and do three movies after that. And then after the prequels didn't have the best response, it felt like that was never going to happen. I agree. And so then, yeah. when Disney buys you know, Lucasfilm, suddenly, suddenly they have a huge plan. And it sounded almost too ambitious and very nerve-wracking that they wanted to pump out a Star Wars movie a year. Which True. is scary. Very scary. Because we went from... Having three movies for a long time, and then having a total of six movies, three of which weren't that weren't that receptive, or well they received. weren't they weren't well received. Yeah, they they weren't gr- warmly received in any way. So the idea of having well, they weren't right. Like I'm not being. I don't know if anyway. I think there's there's some middle ground there. A little bit, but is there a lot? Mm, the uh, the bad was the good. Whereas in the original trilogy, there's some bad, but it right. gets outweighed by the amazing good, right? They, 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 and they've tried to make up for it. I think if you if you take the time and watch the Clone Wars animated cartoon, that is a really good job um, filling that pre-episode four era, really delving into the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. making it kind of like Anakin and Obi-Wan. Um, I really love that show, so I, I'll give them full, full marks for doing that. And this new Rebel show that they've rolled in afterwards has been uh, pretty enjoyable as well so i caught a little bit of it on tv the other day i i don't know what i was expecting because i get it i know it's cartoons so it's obviously for a younger audience well it, it threw me off a little bit because it felt almost too younger of, of an audience and i guess it only threw me off because i've the only thing i've ever had connection to rebels is reading the canaan comic okay which is a yeah. lot more adult even though yes. even though he's younger in the book than he is okay. in I guess Rebels. Well, just to give you some reference point, it's on Disney XD. Okay. This show, right? So they had to scale it back a little bit. It's is not nearly as as dark as some of the stuff that happened. And the animation the, almost seems simplistic. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. A little bit. That that threw me but off you know too. Because I had no no idea. If you can it. if you can watch the opening movie per se or the, the opening episode, which is like, I think an hour long thing, okay. of season two, it's incredible. It's one of the most awesome Star Wars things I've watched in a long time. It's really, really, really I was blown away by it. Hmm. Really good. Really so good. Let's talk about the movie today. Yeah, yeah, we'll get <laughs> Shenanigans. This is what we do, right? Tangents. Okay, so okay, do you wanna go Flow versus movie? Do you wanna say here are the pros, here are the cons? How did you want to tackle this one? Ah, uh, well, this is more your ballywick because you, <laughs> I mean you are you're the Star Wars fan. I mean, between the two of us, you're the you're the Star Wars guy. Sure. So, I mean, if Tibor was here, he well, you and him would fight it out. We still be Jedi talking style. about the Star Trek trailer if he was here. Oh God, how bad that was. Yeah, that was. Well, let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, how do we want to do this? 
You know what they should have called this Star Trek movie? They shouldn't have called it Star Trek Beyond. They should have called it uh, Fast and Furious in Space. <laughs> it's directed by the Fast guy. Fast and the Furious in it's, Space. It's directed by one of the Fast and the Furious yeah, the directors. Yeah, right? or something, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it kind of felt like that. Like, the action sequences, like... Yeah, it, it really did feel like Fast Even and the Furious Even the pacing of the trailer, the music in the background, yeah. Was... But, you know, maybe they just mis- misled us. Because I, it's interesting, like, you could recut a trailer. I mean, I love kind of watching people who take classic movie trailers and, like, kind of recut them. Mm-hmm. And then make them look like completely different type of movies. Like, there have been... This is actually an official one. There's, um, out there... You've seen Fight Club, right? Yeah. So there's a trailer out there that's an official trailer that they actually created that makes it look like a romantic comedy. <laughs> not even joking and it's amazing because it's exactly like it's not actually doing anything wrong it's just the way they cut it they want to appeal to a different audience um, but it, so it makes it seem like you're watching a romantic comedy and it's something completely different than what you actually get that's a legitimate real trailer too that's not like a fan made it like that's on the DVD release back in the day like that's a real thing so it's interesting how you can recut anything to look like something completely different so maybe that will that's what we'll get from Star Trek maybe this was just one weird misstep, but that's not. Well, what they're it's already look like. backtracking on it, right? So they're, they're already, yeah. They're yeah. trying to be like, just be patient, just be patient, just be patient, yeah. because everyone's losing their shit. Exactly. And and then, it, it doesn't and, help and, when you have people from the franchise no. themselves also disowning it. Exactly, and then, and then you have people like basically saying it's the executive's fault. We we want to do this. this Anyways, back to Star Wars. Okay, so okay, let's 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 go to the beginning. So they start off the movie um, in a smart fashion, where they they immediately introduce you to the new characters. Before even that, I just liked the crawl. I mean, the crawl was nice. Like, oh, there were tears. Yeah. It, it, when the, 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 the when Star it comes Wars up, hit episode seven. Oh my god! Yeah, oh my just god. that's actually you know? when it hit me too. Yeah, when I actually see the because you yeah. see the title everywhere: Star Wars: The Force Awakens. But yeah. when you actually watch it on the crawl, and this is episode seven. Like, Holy shit! This is actually yeah, happening. happening. Like, I know. Like I wasn't even born when episode three came out. Like that's <laughs> you know, like I was born later in eighty three. So it, yeah, I. I that was crazy to me to be actually yeah. finally no, have when it started seven. finally after like four hours of commercials fuck <laughs> me that was um, kind of the worst it was horrendous but uh, yeah when it hit I, there was an emotional wow you mm-hmm. know factor to it so I and really they, appreciate that I was most impressed with it just on the crawl was uh, that they didn't hold pull any punches on Luke right Luke first thing is, has disappeared has vanished you know, and and that I mean I, I think I like that as a viewer because obviously if you watch any of the trailers he's not in any of them so the right. question is, where the hell is, is he? Mom's right? been the word for anything Luke Skywalker for the whole no movie, No one's talked right? about it. There no one's said anything. We knew that Mark Hamill was on set, but that was it, right? Was we it. didn't know how or why or yeah. what happened. Uh, so the fact that they just kind of jumped right in and just threw that out yeah, there. Just so you know. I like that. Because everyone's everyone, first question walking into this, where's Luke? Okay, he's vanished. That's yeah, <laughs> that's fine. And the fact that it's with the search for Luke, okay, that's fine. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm good with that. That as a kind of one of the core premises of the film, I'm good with that. So, go ahead. Yes. So, we, we get introduced to the characters. We get the call, we actually, to the, the, the three, I guess, core new characters are trying to, to, to move forward. It felt like two. I mean, I know that Poe was supposed to be, like, a main character, but, like, he did not feel like one at all. Well, no, he, uh, he started the movie and then disappears and then And he just kind of shows he up. He pulls a Bruce Wayne in uh, Dark Knight Returns and, uh... Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I was fine and I got off planet somehow, like, what? Well, I'm, I'm sure he, he was able to communicate with the Rebellion, or the Resistance, I'm sorry, uh, and they come pick him up or something. It's, okay, I apologize in advance to our listeners. I feel like... You're gonna to want to do this in an orderly way, and I'm no, gonna, no. We can go around. At times, gonna jump in with crazy yeah, yeah. tangents, and I can't help that's, myself. That's fine. We can do that. Um, so, it bugged me that we get the sense that so there's a republic, the new republic, 
and a therefore, new government, yeah. and therefore there is a Senate because they mentioned the Senate. Yes. Um, that being said, I guess there technically was a Senate under the um, Empire anyway. No, if you remember very early episode four, oh, they, uh, they abolish it right at the end. Or no, right at the beginning? At the beginning, Because yeah. they mentioned I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, it had been a while. So, Probably anyways, consistent. so we have a new Republic. But then, I don't understand how you have a Republic and the First Order and the Resistance and what the connections are. Because, like, I never really got a good sense of what the government is. Because the, you have the Resistance running, like, fighting against the First Order. Are the First Order working with the, like, the the Republic or not? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really get, get it. Are they just, like, the military wing of the Republic or they they an offshoot trying to take over the Republic and destroy the Senate so that their Senate can't support the resistance. Like I felt like that was a little confusing. Can you explain it to me? <laughs> that being said, no. we've complained before about the first three movies for trying to be too political with trade routes and alliances and all this trade right, federation right. stuff. So whereas in the original it was very clear you had an empire that had taken over and yes. then you had a re- rebellion or resistance fighting against them. Very clear. Right. But now you get the sense that there is a republic that has ruling control, but you also have this first order that everyone's scared of, and then you also have the resistance fighting them. Where are the cross-connections? Okay. So, if I understand correctly, and and you don't get a lot of this from the movie, but if you're you're putting pieces together, as you've read out various articles leading up to the movie and stuff. Okay. So the first order, I think their main purpose, they're, they're remnants of the empire. Okay. So the Empire, what was left of the Empire after Return of the Jedi has become the First Order. Okay. Right? And it would become a massive problem that... But what's the Republic, the Republic Wait, Well, so the Republic... Explain Star Wars politics to me, Paul. God, sorry. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I don't know if the planet that gets blown up in this is Coruscant or not, but... They don't really say... Yeah, they don't they, mention, they mention a, lot of pi- they, a lot of names for planets. planets. Yeah, they mention the system, but I don't know if Coruscant falls in that system or not, but um, I'm sure they're just screaming out there, yes, it is, or no, it's not. <laughs> you idiot. But it is weird they don't drop more big names like that. Like, especially in the original trilogy, it was very clear. Like, we always heard the word Yavin. We always Yavin, word, Alderaan, yeah, maybe... And, Endor. Like, Dantooine. Here's, yeah, yeah, these were all very clear You got Jakku names. at the beginning, very Jakku, clear. Jakku, and is that kind of it? Like, where is, where is the... Jakku is Tatooine 2.0, essentially. Oh, yeah. yeah. And where's the rebel planet? Like, because they're on a planet, which is very... You know, like, yeah. what's the name of that? We, we don't know. They didn't mention it, no. Like, it just... I don't know why I want to get on place names, but I like those. The no, they there, there, there are there are some some bits and nuances that we've seen in previous ones that we're missing this one for sure. Okay, um, and that that's one of them. Okay, hundred um, percent. I mean, shit, they destroyed a planet. Like the they rebels destroyed, destroyed a planet here. <laughs> like yes, like, yeah, because the base is a planet. The base is a planet, a giant like yeah. super planet. How how that gets built without anyone knowing what's going on is beyond yeah, me. Yeah, like so. how good is the Republic? <laughs> Right. So, well, the Republic had a fleet, right? Yes. Um, which was uh, which was destroyed as well. So, okay. um, I know, it, again, the Expanding Universe stuff, the rebuilding the government was a huge deal. It was. Right? Because you've had nothing. Mm. Right? So, you're now building from scratch. But clearly, this has been years and years and years later. Um, Leia decides to stay on the military side rather than the governing side, which is, she goes the other way in the Expanding Universe, uh, the, the previous one to this. Um... So I would I would surmise that the First Order is Rams of the Empire, the Resistance is the military wing of the Republic. Okay. And that's... I like that. I'll go with that. That's what I'll write. That works with. for me. Right? That keeps it simple. Okay. Right? Um, 
again, I'm jumping around, but sure. uh, how do you feel about the First Order being kind of genetically, like, kind of raised, or not genetically raised, but, like, modified and conditioned stormtroopers as opposed to being clones? Because they mentioned that do you want clones or something. There was a, uh, there's a, there's a throwaway comment about clones. Yeah, there or... was a clone army throwaway comment, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> see, again, this is another funny... And is it just weird that they feel a lot more, like, overtly like the Nazis here than... They... Oh, yeah, there's a very huge Nazi moment you have in the big like, speech they almost... there. They even raise their hands. They right? Over it at some I point. mean, if yeah, they'd yeah. only thrown up two, they could have been Hydra. <laughs> but, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, there was, like, that felt a lot more overt here than it ever was in the original. For sure. That being said, the Stormtroopers also felt a lot more competent. Yes. Like, they, they actually had, they actually hit their marks a lot. Like, yeah, they actually yeah. felt like they were an actual threat. Because yeah. in the original, they always felt like a little bit, like, bumbling, right? Yeah. But you, here... you want to hear a funny uh, Star Wars Star Trek joke? Okay. Okay, so a Stormtrooper is uh, shooting at a Star Trek red shirt. Okay. Right? He misses every shot. The red shirt dies anyways. <laughs> 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 All right, that's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Like and that. it's a picture of a Stormtrooper, like, shooting in the air. <laughs> And the red guy is like holding his chest as he's shot. It's it's good. That's too it's, funny. It's a nice little, nice little. That's jab. good. Um, but yes, no. Well, because Finn alludes because Finn originally is a is a stormtrooper to start the film. Fn something something something. Yes. Um, Tk two four two four one whatever it was. Um, and so he gets put in a position uh, when, they, when they slaughter the, the townspeople at the beginning. He's just not comfortable doing that, and he's. And that was his first battle. That was his first battle, exactly. I was actually a little surprised by that nugget of information, like that this would be his first battle. I thought maybe this had been something like he'd seen and it had been a, kind of a growing seed of discontent, but it was interesting that they actually made this his first battle, but I guess it was also to make him less evil. Yes. Like that he had perpetrated less evil acts yeah. um, before he kind of had a crisis yeah. of conscience to make him a little bit more of a sympathetic character so that we don't think... Oh, he's killed his slaughter people. Now he's changing his mind. Exactly. And we get very little tidbits of this because there's a lot of things here. Because you, you have, in the original, you have the clone army, which eventually orders 66s and they slaughter the thing. But then afterwards, the clone army eventually gets decommissioned. You find this out in Rebels a bit more. Um, mm-hmm. And then they open up academies and they train people to be cadets and be stormtroopers and whatnot. Isn't that so, more expensive than training clones? I don't know, actually. I guess well, not. Well, I think something happens to Kamino at, at some point, and they couldn't continue the cloning process and okay. continue making this anymore. Um, so that had to stop, so they had to go with doing it okay. the other way. Um, so it looked like they decided to, um, again, steal children mm-hmm. and, and raise them and brainwash them to do this and I guess it clearly doesn't work for everyone because they do when they mention they're looking at Finn's file mm. they say well he has no record of previous you know disobedience or anything like that so I'm sure this doesn't work for everyone no um, based on that information um, did you like Captain Phasma? I, well she's awesome and she's a badass but she was I thought completely underutilized you get the impression based on the posters for oh, her the marketing you, the marketing was huge yeah she's like you thought she'd be a much bigger deal like maybe Kylo Ren's right hand you know trooper like, yeah. uh, the Captain Rex to Anakin Skywalker I mean, she got a shot in trailer looking cool like yeah. her marching like you, yeah. I, I thought, I they thought she'd be a something. much bigger deal and she's practically non-existent is she dead then? because we see her like, like what does she even do? Like, I don't think she's dead she helps him disable the shield and that, that's it so is she knocked out? is she left in a storage closet somewhere? Yeah, like, she, I, she gets off she, I think she's fine <laughs> she gets off well done Bob <laughs> yeah 
Good job. No, I think she's because there's a big deal about you know this being this this strong female villain character. So I, I think they have bigger plans for her. Hopefully, hopefully. But yeah, I was that, and one, even one the, of my top disappointments was that where was yeah. where is this character? And then besides Kylo Ren, you have the other kind of douchebag military dude who's basically this, the new Tarkin. Uh, yeah, but not nearly as yeah. cool or commanding. No, um, I didn't like him. Uh, are we led to assume that he somehow made it off alive as well? Because he's like, you know, we're we're, we're taking off. Yeah, but, yeah, no, he. But he, then the entire planet disappears and it gets blown up. So I'm like, well, yeah, but you know, Kylo Ren got off. I'm I'm sure there's there, there's enough of them that got <laughs> yes he ships escaped. and left the planet. He escaped, escaped the planet. Okay. Saying, get off because you can't seem to stop thinking about <laughs> masturbating when I say this. Correct. I'm five years old. Welcome to my basement, everybody. So, um, where, where else was I going to go? Uh, well, look, so yeah, we're breaking down the characters. We've got Poe, who's a little underutilized and kind of disappears halfway through the... No, yeah. at the beginning of the film, he disappears. And well, then you know what? He, he's the new Wedge Antilles, right? He's he's the top but pilot. They kept promoting him is a little bit more than that, and I feel like yeah, he didn't quite get that. I, th- I think we'll get some more. Again, this is still a passing the torch movie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're still seeing a lot of that come to form. So I think we'll we'll see more of Poe going forward. I think we really wanted to focus on Finn and Ray um, on this one. Did you um, like Finn? I was okay with him. Yeah, you like yeah. him. Yeah, I. I one thing I did like about this film that um, I don't think always worked, I don't think it worked in the prequels at all, is uh, in the prequels, I, they would try to be like kind of hammy and funny at times, but I don't think I ever laughed. And here I laughed. There's a few moments where I actually like laughed out loud and like I thought something was like funny and like yeah. and there's just certain quips and comments and like, I don't laugh a lot in theaters, especially at these types of movies. I don't even laugh at like, you know, the, the Marvel movies even though they have a sense of humor to them. I don't usually go, huh, that's funny. Like, no. <laughs> First of all, I don't laugh like that ever because <laughs> that's terrible. But you know, like I actually caught myself laughing yeah. at a couple times, and I liked that there was a sense of humor to it. It wasn't overly jokey, but there were some moments that generally made There's me laugh. Enough. But it did. Some of the humor did feel out of place because you hadn't seen it in a Star Wars before. Yes, right. So that's the only thing. Like it felt like Star Trek because J.J. Abrams Star Trek had jokes. It did. And, and joked a little bit more, right? And yeah. had these kind of comments. But you see, Star Trek was a reboot, so you can buy it. This is a continuation. continuation. And it's a continuation slash reboot. I know it kind of is doing both at the same time. Um, but some of it did seem like... Some of the... Um, like when Finn's going to Han... Sorry, can you, you say the same thing about the first Star Trek movie, technically? The 2009 one? Technically kind of a continuation, because it continues that character from a different timeline. As well as a reboot. I'm getting nitpicky. Go ahead. He <laughs> thinks. Um, like when uh, Han is nodding and Finn's saying, why are you nodding? Why are you nodding? What are you doing that for? And he's uh, gesturing at, at uh, Ray climbing the thing there. Like that moment was, just, you know, it, it seems a little out of place. But yeah. again, this movie is made today, so it fits in with the kind of, the kind of movies stuff we're, we're seeing today. today. Yeah. So that does make sense. It does seem a little out of place for Star Wars, but... You know, you need you need to walk into this movie having a like. You gotta just let it just let yeah. it do its thing, right? Did it? I I think I I think based on your reaction in the theater, I mm. think that you agree with me here, but maybe not. Mm. Is it just me or was Han having some serious like uh, envy of Chewbacca's weapon, like his bowcaster or whatever? Like yeah, his, that was weird. Like it just that feels, was weird. Like why did he keep wanting to like use it? <laughs> Yeah, and like, and why were they? Re- they were really playing it up too. I know, like, and more like 
you needed it once, maybe it twice, maybe three times, but yeah. Like, like it just kept the... It was, like it was he's, just, had a, he's had a bowcaster forever. They they Ubered it up for this movie. Well, especially, I mean, like, how many years, years has it been? 30, like, in continuity, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he's been with Chewie for a long, long time, time. At least it's 36 years. He's never picked up his years. before? I yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, you know, yeah. and like, and it, Chewbacca's freaking old, like... And that's the thing, too. Some of these characters, technically speaking... I mean, you know how quickly um, technology goes out of date these days. Yet C-3PO and R2-D2 are just walking along, and they've been around at least 60 years, right? Because, <coughs> I mean... Well, actually, even longer than that. Because, I mean, if if Luke, Leia, and Han are all in their 60s, and he was around in Anakin's time, when like, Anakin was a little kid, yeah. then they're like 90-year-old robots. Yeah. Like, can you get some 90-year-old technology? And, like, do you think it would work well? And do you think it would be cool? No, I don't think no. so. And would it interface well with BB-8? BB-8 actually is also another new character. Absolutely. I think I, he was a success. Yeah. I like BB-8. He was cute. He was... Uh, they used use him very well. He had they, personality. They didn't, they didn't, yeah, he had personality. They didn't overuse him. Uh, there's a droid called Chopper in Rebels that is okay. similar. He's kind of a, a grumpy uh, troublemaker kind of droid. But you know, okay. BB-8 was cute. A little, little flaming thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, it was a nice little touch. There was some um, little weird... And I like the thing that they shove him in your face. They didn't overload you... He no. was there just enough to, to you know, be cute and fun. And yeah, great. especially because like when you first see Ray, um, <coughs> she didn't really give you a lot to go on at first. Like they're not really trying to make you immediately endeared to her, but BB-8 is kind of your entry point into her in her world. And so if you can get behind BB-8, then you can more easily accept Ray because BB-8 does. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and they evolve her the best throughout the movie. Like she gets the most. Absolutely, although kinda... she's probably the, the character with the most questions. For sure. Like, big question marks. Yeah. And I guess that, that... I wish this movie felt more like it could act just as a standalone, but it doesn't. It's a good movie. It's a good action-adventure, you know, romp. But again, like, it... Because of the way they chose to end it, I felt like it, it, it actually hurt it as a standalone movie on its own. Does that make sense? Like, if they had just gone off to find him, I think that would have worked. That's better. where I thought it would end. I, I was it surprised. At the beginning of the search for Luke, not yeah. actually finding him, and then I felt oddly—I don't know—not um, let down. That's the wrong word, but it just felt like it didn't, wasn't quite enough. He didn't even say a word, which just blows me away. You know, like how much did he get paid to be in this? You know, like and his name is like the, the second build. Yeah, like after after when they started Harrison the Ford, then Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill, like, and then Carrie Fisher, and like I get it because they're the legacy characters for sure. But for like sure. Mark Hamill was in the scene. Yeah. Or maybe like a scene and a half if you count his arm, but uh, you know what I mean? Like, this just felt weird. And at some point he gets like a full robotic yeah. arm. Like, I don't, you know, it, it just felt like if, yeah, it, that that wounded the ending for me. I think um, if you had done that in the beginning of the next film or in the middle, that I think would have worked better. Uh, it just felt awkwardly placed right at the end here. Well, that's how Empire ends, right? You see mm. Lando and Chewie go look for Han. Exactly, and, and then you just have them go kind of looking out the window. And, and you see, it. yeah, right? I think that, I, I thought that was going to end. But when it ended there, I was like, oh, where the hell is Luke? Where's yeah. Luke? He's got to be somewhere, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, you know, then we had to wait 20 minutes for her to walk up this, you know, stone yeah. path. It was, a, it, was a draw, it was long, right? It was well, long I think the problem with that, too, is that she has no connection that we know of to him. Specifically, there's something. There's something, but we don't know. That the other, that alien, uh, mama, I sort of can't remember her name now. Yeah, the, the eyeballs. I'm gonna call her um, mama, but she felt like that. <laughs> yeah, they allude um, to she something. She mentioned something about it, yes. But it just bugged me more because the characters themselves at this point don't know of any connection. 
So, and we suspect a connection, but the characters don't know that there is one. No. So it doesn't feel like the, it's really an earned moment because that she finds him and she brings the lightsaber. Like, I don't know if it means anything to those characters. And it, it doesn't really even mean anything to us yet. I don't know. It's an interesting misdirect, too, because they had, like, you kept seeing Finn with the lightsaber, fit on the poster with the lightsaber, mm-hmm. but he doesn't seem to be force sensitive. No. So it's actually Ray at the end. So it's a nice misdirect on their part to do that. Yeah. Um,. And it's it's funny how they do a nice gloss over of how they acquire the lister that was lost in Cloud City. Yeah, right. That's a story for another day. Don't 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 you sweat about yeah, that. You know, like don't, don't <laughs> everyone worry. has going. Where did that come from? Yeah, because they know you that know? all the fans are like, um, I'm gonna sweat the details. Yeah. I kind of want to know where but... it came from. So if they have a story, they're gonna say maybe they'll say it. Um, it. You I know, mean, like, who... It's who, more realistic. Who on, who on under, like, lower Bespin is just... One day just gets hit in the head with a lightsaber, kills him, right? And then his, like, neighbor is like, oh my god, this hey, guy... there's died. a comic story somewhere where that hand on that lightsaber was yeah. used to clone Luke for that's making r- Dark Luke, that's right? That's right. So that's, and not outside the realm of anyone ever finding that, but, you know, for it to end up on some random planets from treasure chest in the basement... That, that scene too was kind of... With a of, woman that seems to know a lot, but she's not necessarily well, Force-sensitive? I, I, no, I think but, she's Force-sensitive, but she's not trained. Okay. Is, is sense I but she's like her. a thousand years old, so it's just more surprising that she wouldn't have been. Yeah. I, it's not I, like if she, if had, she had Luke's green saber there... Maybe she knows Yoda. You know, they're, they're all buddies. Yeah. Used to roll in the head together. Maybe they'll... They're both, yeah. they're both little characters, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they had it going on, Force-style. Yes. I see your eyes. <laughs> Mmm, <laughs> oh, yes. Oh God, um, I don't need to know what that would sound like. <laughs> That's awful. Um, yeah, so they kind of gloss over, you know, his lightsaber. It's cool that they have it. Does Luke still have his green one? I guess. I would assume he's still rocking that. Sure. Those were weird that he had green. I, not weird, but it was always like an interesting decision when they made. I wonder why. I wonder has Lucas uh, ever made an interview saying why there, did I make yeah, it green? Yeah, there's there's a reason behind. It. I can't remember what it is, but there was a reason behind it. Is there something about the color? Because you have like red and white, or is blue? I guess it's blue. It's always been blue. Some of us are colorblind. I can't tell. It's always been blue. Uh, Mace Windu was only got rocking the purple at one point. It was like a white outline, no? Or well, the original one was more white. Like I had because of the effects of time. It looked like a white blade with a blue hue around it. Yeah, and now it's clearly blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Also, it's with the sound effect a bit, too. So you have heavier. very light blue, almost white, and then you've got red, and those are the, the light and the dark, and then green, I guess, is supposed to be the middle. I'm guessing. But blue and red together? What does that make? I, I don't know colors. You know, You're asking a colorblind person anything? That's a mistake. <laughs> well, if you look at the prequels, like, everyone, it was either red or green that most Jedi had, yeah. right? And the Mace Windu had the purple, and that was kind of the only <laughs> odd man out. Yeah. Um... It was just, it was intrigued me that he had, he had green, so I guess he still got the green one. Yeah, if he saw he he's, ro- he's rocking the beard. He actually looked better than I expected him to. Because he looked good. He, well, he had a very Obi-Wan look to him, right? Yeah, but no, I mean, just in general, because like he was on Flash recently, and he looked a little bit older than he does here, which I guess this was shot about a year ago. But like he looked a little bit older and not quite as in, as good a shape, I guess. But okay. here, he, he didn't look bad. He looked good. He's a trickster or something, right? He's the trickster, yeah. because that was the role he played in the original Flash show back in the 90s. Oh, So okay. it's kind of a nice little callback to that, even though that Flash didn't happen, but right. they had like a shot that's supposed to be of him from 20 years ago, and it's him from that show. Oh, nice. And they have him in his like outfit that he wore in that show. It's, it's great. Nice. Uh, although the way they play it's the trickster characters. on the Flash is very much like he's the Joker, but not, because he's very over the top. Okay. In a Jokerish way, and... 
It's like, if you close your eyes, it's just the Joker. Because it's his voice, and he's playing in a certain right. way, right? So if you close your eyes, you're like, oh, man, the Joker's menacing flash. And you open your eyes, like, whoa, what's happened? It's, it's, not, it's not Joker after all. What is this? <laughs> what am I watching? Um, yeah, he, looked, he looked good. I mean, the, the whole original cast looks good. I mean, Carrie looks better than I expected her to. She still does... The, something about the face doesn't quite look the same, but... Yeah, and, and her voice has gotten a lot different. It's very different, yeah. Because yeah. everyone else is kind of the same. Yeah. Peter Ray, so. who's still tall. <laughs> He's still chewy. It's all good. He's still chewy. Kylo um, Ren, was he was he the villain you were hoping for? Yes and no. Okay. So Hold on. Can I break it down? Because with the mask, yes. Without the mask, no. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> Keep that mask on, buddy. You yeah. Should, yeah. Leave it until the end of the, the episode nine, and then you can, we can unmask you and you can die. Like, don't. Like yeah, you yeah. were you were menacing. You were you were the, the quasi Darth Vader. <coughs> the and voice then, worked. And, yeah, then the mask came off, and it's this. Like the look, the actor wasn't a bad actor. Just the, the physical look of him did his not vo- agree with his me. His voice didn't work for me when he had to have the mask on. Like his voice had a weird, tr- like a, a almost like a a tremble to it that I did, I didn't I don't know. It's it was like almost like a slightly weak delivery, like. I don't. I can't quite put my finger on it, but he didn't really have a. This is not what Jim I mean Jones to say. Well, it <laughs> it could have been a more masculine voice or like a stronger, more masculine voice that that didn't feel like it almost had a um, an adolescent squee to it. You know, like when you're going through puberty and you're kind of you got that yeah, kind of weird. He's still he's still young. Like he's still a boy. Like yeah, he's not... but you know, like he kind of sounded like the the awkward teenager from Simpsons. You know, that, that, that kind of has that voice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at times when he had kind of the more emotional, quote-unquote, scenes, it, it voice it felt like it was going to crack. And then it, I felt, and, and not in a way that I, that made me think, oh, he's emotional and he's conflicted. And more in just a weird, why isn't he done puberty, he looks like he should be, kind of way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, with the mask, he was much more threatening. Yeah. And just the way he, like, kind of... He had the the physicality was interesting because he's kind of lanky in the way he kind of skulked around, whereas Vader was just kind of had this presence, right? Like Absolutely. He, he would just stride into a room, and this guy kind of you could tell he was powerful, but he wasn't. He didn't throw it around in a physical nature in the same way. He was kind of he just, yeah. There was just kind of like this was like a lizard, like a powerful lizard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he kind of skulked into rooms. Yeah. He, he stalked into different places. Like yeah. it worked, but it was different. What about what do you think of his temper tantrums? Uh. I didn't... I was okay with it, you know? Because I thought it kind of worked because the idea that this is someone who's kind of struggling in a a unique way, unlike anything we've ever seen before, where he's struggling against the light instead of, like, he's worried about the light seeping in as opposed to the dark seeping in, which we've never seen before. Usually when someone succumbs to the dark side, that's kind of been it. But it's here, the light keeps tugging at him and he can't get rid of it. And so I think that's an interesting way of him kind of expressing that anger and and trying to kind of maybe... pretend to himself that he is bad and he's even when he's not again kind of petulant very anakin-ish in its own way because mm-hmm. anakin was a very much a you know no 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 i'm this i'm that you know what i mean like he definitely was a whiner and this guy's kind of like that but you know because he's trying to be something that he's not yet and he's been given this ideal this vader ideal which is funny because that's what as a viewer you're comparing him against too absolutely i mean you can't go into this and not be like okay, this guy's supposed to be the new Vader, let's see if he's the new Vader. So we have him actually struggling in the movie to be the new Vader. I thought it was very meta, but also very accurate, especially with how they portrayed the character. Yeah. Um, were you surprised that it was, the you know, that it was Han's son? 
Because there's a no. lot of theories out there that there maybe it was Luke, or yeah, him was. disappearing definitely made it seem like that was off the table right away. True. Yeah. Um, I would have liked it more if it was Luke's son. I don't know why. It like, would have made a bit more sense, maybe. I don't know, because then it would have been an actual Skywalker. I mean, he's still got Skywalker blood. So why not? Leia's still Skywalker. I know, but I want him to have the name. <laughs> I, want him, <laughs> I want him to be a Skywalker. But I don't know. I think then the conflict between him and Luke would have felt more like something. Um, you know, the idea that his uncle goes and trains him doesn't quite have the same effect for me. Um, but obviously then we wouldn't have been able to have all the parts here with Han and Leia. And I, that part I actually kind of like the idea that them kind of go, falling apart from each other is because of losing their son. Cause that would happen. If right. you lost a family member, um, and they, you both kind of blamed each other or you threw yourself into what you were good at because you couldn't focus on the pain or didn't want to think about the pain that it would make sense that you drift apart as a couple. Um, so actually I thought that was probably the most authentic thing that Star Wars has done in terms of relationships because that felt real. That felt like that is actually how people would respond to something like that happening. Something that horrible. What did you think? Because we want them to be together. We want them to be happy after Return of the Jedi. But I thought that was, you know, we get the idea that there was happiness for a long time. And yes. Then, and then there wasn't. Well, you know, you, you kind of had some good things going and then they got all torn apart. You know, you had Luke apparently was training Jedi's. And trying to rebuild the Jedi's or just Jedi, like just that we know that he's had some, or he had that he was training someone, but like was he training others or yeah. just he was he was training, and then because like, Han alludes to hmm. um, the one turning and ruining it, right? And yeah, you see in the flashback sequence the, of the slaughtering of you know, lots of bodies on the floor. Yeah, I guess so, that's true. Yeah, um, but then you see others, hmm. right, that are looking similar to Kylo Ren. So we, there might be more. Than just him. In that weird dream sequence. Yeah. That vision. That was a weird vision, too, because uh, that she would have visions of Luke, considering that he hasn't touched that lightsaber since he fought his dad. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like it was a remnant of Luke at that time, you know, that would have had, like, a, a psychic imprint from that moment, you know? Like, because if, if, if um, Kylo Ren or... I guess Ben succumbs to the dark side and goes crazy and has like, that would be an imprintable moment. So if it had been like that lightsaber, then I could have bought the whole vision quest kind of idea. But the fact that it was like the original lightsaber, that felt more like a reach for me. And it's only when I think about it that I realize that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I can see where you're getting that from, but it's still... Like, why does she have visions of Luke? Just because she touches his old saber. Like, that... But is, is Luke her dad? I don't know. That's definitely that's part of the impression we get. Right. I mean, or or is she... I mean, I wondered too throughout the film, like, will she end up being, you know, Han's daughter as well? Like, is there something going on there? There, but, there was a thought of that too, yeah. But I feel like they would have said something before he died. Like, I feel like that would have been a weird missed opportunity to not have some... Somehow have that come out here before that happened so that it would somehow mean something more for her as a character. And then, you know, he's kind of being the one quote-unquote, put in the fridge, you know what I mean? Like, used to drive the growth of another character. But that didn't happen, so... No. It maybe smooths... That surprised me more. So maybe it is Luke's daughter. I'm cool with that, too. Yeah. Or maybe she's neither, and she's just... Just Force-sensitive? Just Force-sensitive. But right. they've, they've said that it's a generational saga, and... Right. It's gotta so, be something. And, and the... There's Star Wars has always been a Skywalker story, so... Yeah, yeah. there's gotta be a significance, a significance of 
Ray and and uh, Kylo Ren fighting, and I'm sure that's not the first time we're going to see them fighting. No, absolutely in, not. In a duel, right? right? And it was a cool duel. That being said, it was it, very emotional. It didn't quite. Um, I mean, Episode One has like an amazing duel, uh, which has no emotional resonance whatsoever. I mean, someone dies, but I mean, there's not there's not a lot of stakes in that duel. It's a cool duel, but there's no real stakes. Right. Uh, episode four is a ding 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 duel. Like it's not a really. It's bad. It's it's, it's, bad. it's not a. Well, it's two old guys. It's, yeah, <laughs> sword fight, yeah. Right? No, they're, they're really, there's a scene at one point where they're literally just like jabbing at each other. Like I, I can't. I you could see me. They're, like, the, 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 they're just like, kind of tapping each other, flicking the lightsabers at each other. It's so bad. It's like a love tap. You yeah, know? Like, it's it's brutal. You know, but and then in, in in five, there's there's a cool kind of emotional, more emotional fight that we don't even know why it's emotional until the very end of it. Correct. And in the sixth one, obviously the most emotional. And up until that point of the original trilogy, the most technically proficient, and obviously like the creepiest music of any fight because it has like those weird like ooh you know kind of undertones as he's like hammering on his on his lightsaber and cutting off his arm. Anyways, so all these classic duels. Yes. And I, I this one maybe it was the music didn't quite sell it, and like it was a cool fight, but it didn't quite. Really grabbed me by the jugular, and I wanted it to. Well, okay, first of all, it's a sloppy fight. It is. Because both Finn, who wields it for a little bit there, yeah. and Ray, neither has any training no. on lightsaber. And then. But she at least has training with a staff, so she's like, to got a little bit of. Yeah, to a degree. I mean, I mean, I, I it's self taught, too. It, I don't think it's. True, but if you take away Donatello's staff, bow staff and you hand him, like, Leo's sword, you don't think he can handle himself? We're getting into a different just, territory Just here. blew your mind. <laughs> well, I, I think he could. But, um... And you have an injured Kylo way, Ren. He's, he's injured, and he keeps punching himself, which I didn't think it needed to happen. It was a little weird. Yeah. Once. I get it. Okay, you're bleeding. We get it. But I don't mean, keep doing it eight times in the fight. Now, uh, this is this is just for us, and that no one else in the world will ever understand what we're talking about, but uh, Marcel. That's, that's all I can think of. <laughs> that's a, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Our, our wife's cousin's husband does, does his, chest pound, yeah. chest pound, and every time that Kylo did that, I was like, that's Marcel. <laughs> Marcel. Like, it almost made me laugh, because <laughs> it was an awkward thing, though, It was right? a weird, yeah. Because I was like, are they playing it for laughs? Like, what's happening? Like, yeah. Why is this happening? Yeah. If, doing it the one time, and they say, okay, you're bleeding, you're hurt, fine. But why but, again? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, is he just pushing beyond? Like, it just felt like an odd it was visual. Weird. yeah. Um, again, I, but I think he was emotionally distraught too, saying, okay, here's this girl that's suddenly power with perfect the light side, and she has power, and she might be more powerful than me, and so it's emotional for him, and, he, and he's sloppy, because you again, see, wouldn't initially that have, Wouldn't that have felt like it meant more if, again, anyone knew who Ray, what Ray's connection was? Because, like, he, like him... Being angry about like, not being able to get his hands on Luke's, Luke's um, lightsaber and this other girl being able to grab it. Because he, he thinks he's the king shit. And when he's trying to um, yeah. make her succumb in the interrogation scene mm-hmm. and, oh, wait a minute, I can't do this. Yeah. Right? And now I can't... In the interrogation scene, I with her specifically, but I don't remember if it the one with Poe. Did they have the old machine that Vader used? There was something like There was an interrogation there. droid Poe and Poe's initial one, yeah. And I was just like, oh man, is that the one that Vader used? Wah, like... <laughs> exactly, yeah. I was excited. I was like, oh my god, are they actually going to go back there? Like, There's callbacks. Well, you see even so many like, like, like Finn grabs that little remote that used to zap Luke yeah. when he was lightsaber training. Yeah. It was this thing. It took him a minute. It wasn't until just as he was throwing it away, I'm like, yeah. oh. Because I look at it's, it and you're like... You, you blink and you miss that. You're laughing. Right? And I was like, giggling at it. And I'm like, okay, that's obviously... Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. 
that was the remote. Like there's, yeah, there are a lot of callbacks okay. and a lot of similarities in the plot. So here, here's one of, one of my biggest beefs, and I, I need you to, to help me out with this one. So okay. can we recall the name of, of the new emperor with this? Souls? Uh, oh, God. It was some... I had it, and now I just lost it. Um, I, don't, I, I can't, at the moment, remember the name. Okay. So do they call Peter Jackson for a golem? <laughs> it's huge. But yeah, it, it's a massive a golem. Is it, it's ridiculous. Is it actually a giant creature, or is it just no, the, it's the a projection hollow. is The projection is massive, yes. Okay. At first I was worried, about, is this dude really this big? And then when he fades away, okay, it's just the projection he's making. And, and that's the, what, the supreme but one? or Yeah, the supreme leader of the First Order, I guess, of what's left of the Empire. So yeah, like the new Emperor, new, basically. Yeah, but where did this new Sith Lord come from? We thought well, it, is it, is, it was is Palpatine, it a, right? Is it a Sith Lord, or just someone who's sensitive? No, I I think there there's there's, there's some Sith there. It's it, dark side. Yeah, but it, it, here's the thing. Like, so there been we've had these Darth Darth, Darth well these Dark Lords of the Sith, and then they all go by Darth. But yes. this is obviously Tyrannus. Yeah, yeah, and this one's not a Darth. Like Kylo Ren's not a Darth. They never call him that. No. He's, so you know, technically, his training is not complete. That's a we like at the uh, end. They're like he has to come. He has to go back to that guy to to get his. His tra- training, so he's not done. Oh, by the way, um, the woman I called Mama before was Maz Kanata. Maz Kanata, thank you. Sorry about Maz, that. Maz, yeah, Maz. Okay. Uh, Supreme Leader Snoke. Snoke. And it was Andy Serkis, who again is the the actor behind Gollum. So, there's. <laughs> Where are you going? I gotta... <laughs> Does that work for you? Oh man, that's terrible. He's also the uh, the um, Caesar in uh, Planet of the Apes movies, and he was also Ulysses Claw in. Um, Oh, dude, okay. Into Voltron, yeah. yeah. Like that dude from Heroes, uh, the police cop guy was... Oh, uh, Parkman. The guy who played Parkman? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's pop? a buddy of J.J. Abrams. He shows up in anything J.J. Abrams does. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, they're lo- like, I think they're like childhood friends. Oh, nice. So he was in Alias. He was in uh, he was obviously in Heroes. He was in the pilot of Lost um, that Abrams helped do. So like, he's everywhere. Oh, good for him. Okay. Yeah. So I, I like him. He's a good guy. I liked him. I liked him with the beard. Yeah. I don't know why that worked for me. Uh, even... Um, there's the the Asian guy who sta- didn't go with them but stayed behind. Oh, he's the general. He actually he's in Shattered Empire. Is he that guy? Yeah, General Chen or whatever it is. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's the only thing I, I, I can connect now to that fucking comic book. Okay. Anyways, back to Golem. What? Uh, what? Uh, like? Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, the, he's the political leader. He, all it says. Oh, I'm reading his Wikipedia page. He's <laughs> he's very powerful on the dark side. He is large. He appears tall. That's about it. <laughs> You couldn't have gotten there with prosthetics, so they had to use, you know, weird CG. It just looked odd, right? It, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It looked like Golem was a Dark Lord of the Sith. It was weird. Yeah. Not a look I would have gone for. Speaking of things that didn't get explained, Red Arm on C-3PO? Yeah. Just there just for there. fun? Just there. Like, I didn't really get that. Like, what was the point of that? Well, yeah, because... There, I remember reading some pre stuff saying there's a reason behind his red arm, mm-hmm. and it was never presented. How old is Admiral Akbar? Like he must be getting a little, a little old under the gills. Like, yeah, he's an old fish, that's for sure. <laughs> like I, I yeah. was glad he was there, and uh, Numb, Nee Numb, Nee Numb was there. Yeah, yeah. I was like, is that really him? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. No mention of Calrissian though. No mention of Lando. We would nice to have a, a little nod to him somewhere. Yeah, I did like the nod to you know the the fact that people recognize. The name of, of Solo as being, you know, the I like how one was like the general, the smuggler. Like I like kind of the idea that he has that reputation because he should. He's a legend now, yeah. You sure. know, like he was he was involved in one of the hugest things that would have happened in their time. Absolutely. Right, or before their time, so to speak. But I mean, 
you know, just that's that's a huge impact on their world is everything that happened that we know in the original trilogy. So it's interesting to see characters kind of understanding the the part of the larger the world that they're not part of, and the fact that you know it's interesting how quick things become myth in Star Wars, like. Within twenty years, uh, the you know the Jedi have become a hokey religion, and now within third you know twenty to thirty years, uh, Luke is a myth or a potential myth, and that's a little bit crazy. But I guess the idea that one man took out the Death Star and then just killed the Emperor, and well, as far as anyone knows, also dispatched Darth Vader, I guess that would make you legendary. Yeah. You know, if if you blew up a Nazi super weapon and then <laughs> and then killed Hitler Hitler yourself, yeah, I guess you would probably end up being a myth, even if it's only twenty years later. Be like, holy shit, this guy that we've heard Hopefully, of, where has he been since? And right? no one's seen him since. Yeah, yeah. and he, obviously he was a recluse because he was training Jedi. It wasn't about you know the politics. It wasn't about taking control. That was always Leia's thing. Although then she became a military leader instead. But yeah. that's interesting. That was dead air. Yeah, I know. There's just so much, right? Like we're we're going everywhere with this with this stuff right well, now. Well, I warned you that this was going to happen. No, I know. It's just, it's, again, there's we. I think he leaves the theater with more questions and answers for sure. But I think part of it's just because of the last ten minutes or five minutes. If they didn't have that five minutes, I don't think I would have had as many questions. You think? In some just ways. going to see Luke. Just having that, yeah. Well, it, you know, it felt too easy. I felt like. Like, yes, they needed the map, but the, I wanted there to be more of a quest. And, like, the map should only be one part of the quest. But it's like, oh, we got the map. Done. He's up there. I got it. Done. Like, really? Yeah, no. I was, I, I was when he kept going, I was like, oh. And I was going to end right there. I was yeah. a little surprised, too, that R2 didn't go with her. Just because, like, he, he's, he's such a huge he emotional attachment. His rocket boosters don't work anymore. I was going to say, can't. he's got rocket boots. Yeah. Those only work in the prequels. Oh, and like, and I'm I'm interested to see how they're going to use BB-8 in the future, just because obviously he has a connection to both Finn and um, and Ray, but also to Poe, and he's Poe's astromech basically. Yeah. So it's just weird that you can't really take him out of that role because what role does he really serve? Just kind of being their little droid and having you know. Archie was always was for the yeah, but they had C three PO to kind of translate and you know do other things, and and R two D two got into a lot of scraps, but still did things. Whereas, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like BB-8 is capable of less. I don't know. They'll, they'll find a way. He, he, he's a success. They'll, they'll keep him in there somehow. I he, he's going to be the new RTQ, essentially. Well, everyone loves him. Yeah. The fact that he's a practical effect and they, they actually built this thing is, yeah. is awesome. It's very impressive. Absolutely. I mean, every, I love the practical effect. The, the movie didn't feel fake. No, all, it didn't. Right? That was That's the big thing. That's the number thing. one thing that I loved of over any prequels did. You had that um, sense of realism I no, want to no, say no absolutely right? like it felt like the characters were actually there yeah I mean we had the, the kind of the most Eisley moment where we were in that you the know cantina the, basically the cantina you even yeah. had a, a, like a band playing like it was very yeah. of that kind of there's so many allusions to New Hope like absolutely if you've never watched there's I mean, a lot of parallels a lot of them. Now, I mean, I don't think there's many people left in the world who haven't seen the original Star Wars, but if they hadn't, how, how do you think this would play to someone who hadn't seen the original? Oh, this is your first Star Wars you ever saw? Yeah, like, seriously, because it could be, someday, maybe not now, but, I mean, there is going to be a time when someone could just be like, I just watched the Star Wars movie, it doesn't have a number, I mean, it does, once you watch it, but, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder what people would think. Does it succeed without, if you haven't seen the originals? <sighs> Or is it so? Con- I don't know. I think you, I think you're lost a bit. 
I mean, a lot of it does play on emotional attachments, like having the Falcon, like the yeah. way they bring in the Falcon. Uh, Falcon. Well, it, it is fan service, right? Like there's somebody running to a ship, it blows up, and they go, "Well, take that piece of junk." And it's the Falcon on it. I didn't see that coming. No, I like, didn't. Why is the Falcon on this alien planet in the middle of nowhere? And even the way that 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 Han showed up on the Falcon, I didn't really see that coming either. Like, yeah, I I didn't think that that's how it was going to happen. I know, and it was kind of weird and. And it's one of those things which we're used to in that Star whole, Wars that now. Whole, that whole seg- that whole him in this freighter ship and they find the Falcon. A little unnecessary. And it went on too long. It went too long. The weird, these two giant alien uh, tentacle things. Giant um, coincidence. But Star Wars is built on coincidences. Like, there's a lot of them. I guess that, that, that whole piece was bizarre. Oh, absolutely. A little bizarre. It was very weird. Like, it didn't yeah. really need to happen. It didn't... It, that's one of the things that felt out of... It felt like more Star Trek-y than Star Wars. It, yeah, it, it, it did. Felt, it felt out of place. Yeah, actually, yeah. you're right. Actually, now that I think about it, that feels like a sequence you would see in Star Trek. Yeah. Especially an Abrams Star Trek. Yeah. Like a more modern Star Trek. It had that kind of sensibility. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it, but... Yeah, and... It wasn't bad. It just felt out of place. Doesn't it feel like, at this point, maybe Han shouldn't be getting himself stuck between... You know, two rival, like, gangs that he's working for. Like, come on. Like, uh, not that you expect him to be the greatest hero in the world. Or in, in the most selfless. But, like, I don't know. That just felt like a weird backstep. He's a general. Yeah, like, he's I know. A, he's he's a come a hero. long way from just the, the smuggler days, right? Yeah, you so. know. The guy who just was like, well, I guess I can take you to where you need to go, but I'm going to charge you a lot of money. Like, a long way from that guy. Absolutely. And, we, yeah, we didn't really get that here. So he died. He does die. How did you feel about that? Well, before I, it happened, I like you knew it was going to happen. Sucked. Well, I, I thought it was going to be your Han or Chewie. One of them was going to go, right? I wasn't sure which one. Yeah, but they had already hurt Chewie earlier, so they they did. Yeah, um, it was a little bit of an awkward moment because it was against the maskless Kylo Ren. Yeah, like um, a big crybaby. Yeah, and you had on this very long. Bridge Platform. with with no safety rails whatsoever. <laughs> that happens a lot in Star That's Wars. Though. Um, yeah, it was a very uh, interesting moment between father and son there, and uh, I was okay with them dying. It does make <laughs> any potential redemption in Kylo a lot harder to buy, because that's a pretty like. That's a pretty big threshold to cross, like killing your father. That's yes. kind of the biggest. That's a pretty big cardinal sin. So that there's already an issue there, but. I'm okay with Han dying in that kind of being an element of the story. And, and obviously when... And this is why I wish that they had addressed, or maybe they will address in the future, that Rey is potentially a daughter. Because it, when they eventually have a, another face-to-face, it has to mean something. Right. And yes, like she already you know fought him after having him having killed Han, but it didn't... We need to know that there's something more there than just, I met this guy, he was fatherly and we spent five minutes together, and then I had a real bond with him. It needs to be more to really end up, you know, kind of being something later on. I was more bothered by the fact that his body just kind of dropped off and fell. Like, when you have a character like that who's that iconic and that huge a part of culture, it's hard to kill them off. Like, and that was the problem when they killed off Shatner, uh, Shatner's Kirk in Star Trek Generations, is you have one of the most iconic characters in sci-fi kind of pop culture. And you kill them off because you you got to come off at some point. Like either they live on in our memories, or you kill them off. And it's hard to achieve something that is worthy of that character, especially when a character like Kirk or like Han Solo, who's become something huge. Like 
there are, you know, people make characters to be Han Solo characters. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, he's become a type of character. So you need to make a death that's worthy of, of such a huge character. It's almost impossible to pull off. But that part bugged me, just that his body dropped. I almost would have rather his body just, he fell backward or something. Or, it just, I don't know why, but it felt more of an indignity to a character that means so much to popular culture to see him just fall off a, a weird, you know, as you said, um, a walkway with no safety regulations and without any railings. Like, just that part bugged me more than him dying. I was okay with him dying. I get it. You, you gotta pass the torch. Yeah, yeah, sure. He's a grumpy old man, Harrison Ford, so <laughs> I'm glad he even did this. And, right. But, like, I wasn't necessarily expecting to have more with him, and this was a clear way to say we're definitely not going to see him again. He didn't become, you know, stronger than ever before in the Force. He's not necessarily going to be a Force ghost, or maybe he will be. Um, but, you know, like, I just, I wanted something more. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Yeah, but him falling backwards... I don't know why. It just felt like... When the, I know. It just felt like an indignity. If he had just... If they had just not been on that platform and anywhere uh, else... And you, you just... You, you saw it coming, the whole... You did. It was very, like... A scene that you saw happening before it happened. It's like, you did. Oh, is that going to do it? Okay. Are they, is this how it's going to happen? Are yeah. they really going to do it? Yeah. 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 So... It does, I mean, it was I, what it was. I was glad that Han and, Sol- Han and Leia had their last little, like, you know, sweet moment yes. before they kind of parted Well, there's, there's a hug with Rey and Leia at the end. I don't know if it's just to console the fact that's that Han had died, too. but are you mom? Like, is there... Right? Because you know, they definitely play up, like, we have that one, when she's having her vision quest, and, or is it a different part, when she has the, the kind of the memory of being left in Jakku, yes. she's waiting for her family. Yes. Obviously, her family is someone, because no one is nobody in the Star Wars universe if they're waiting for someone and there's some sort of destiny that's going to come right. to them. There's obviously some more to it. So who's her family? I know. But why would you leave her on... Like, like there, there's, a shitty there, junk planet? There's some there's some backstory to Jakku, clearly, because of the, 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 the scrapyard, the ships, the Death Star. The Star Destroyer? Star Destroyer. Star Destroyer has crashed on the planet. The Death like Star. Who are you? Sorry. The various bits and pieces. So there's, there's a reason behind... Why she's there, and there is someone holding back her as a child, who I guess might have been tasked to be her guardian, and maybe something happens to him, and that's why she was a mm-hmm. scavenger. Uh, it's it's hard to tell. Um, it's a very interesting origin. Um, not quite Luke-esque. No. But, you know, but you'd think if it was Luke, or if it was Leon Han that left her there when she was born, to keep her safe mm-hmm. from... Say from what? Oh, her rampaging brother. Well, I guess she'd See, be too young. If Kylo, uh, well, no, she, no. if Kylo had been written to be older, I almost would have been okay with it being his daughter. That's not his daughter. Obviously, it's not. It's I'm sister, saying, if anything, but I know. But is like, she it, that if, much younger than him? I. That's the thing. They until he takes off that damn mask. Yes, right. He feels like he should be older, and then he takes off the damn mask, and he looks. I'm like, oh, there's a little crybaby in there. Like, I think they both would have sensed a connection if they were brother or sister, though. Han and... I said Han. Luke and Leia didn't. Yeah, they know they kiss each other. I know. Yeah. I mean, that being said, Han... um, Lucas hadn't really figured it out yet, but... Necessarily. Fair to say. So you liked it. You just had some reservations in some of the decisions. Absolutely. Yeah, at the end of the day, like... Great action sequences. Love all the X-Wing stuff. Um, X-Wings look good. Yeah. Well, let's see more ships. Like, where, where are my A-Wings, B-Wings, Y-Wings? You know, why Why is the... Well, here's the thing. You know, the Resistance looked really small. 
that wing of it for sure. Like, is yeah. and, and how much of the resistance were we seeing? Maybe not all of it, but I mean, like well, the original. That's the whole fleet, apparently. That was in that system that yeah. got annihilated by the Star Killer. And the Rebel Billion, the Rebel Rebellion, was bigger, and this just seems smaller. And you think it would be bigger? Yeah. Like it felt a little unimpressive in terms of its size. Initially, yeah, because they we just lost two X wings. That's half our fleet. Like, yeah, what, like, <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I guess that's also a way of changing the stakes. Like when you know it's a small group, every time they lose one, it means something. Um, and I guess the the only problem with some of the, like, those dog fights is that because I feel like we didn't have enough connection to Poe as a character, that it made those sequences feel a little bit more of a throwaway. Because like in the original, like you had Luke. He was, and he was your he was your main character right. of the entire movie. So him being in those dogfights made every scene, every time he was about to be shot at by an X-wing, every time he was getting one, made it feel like something because you were watching the main character. Something mattered. Right. You know what I mean? And then you have, um, oh my God, what was it? Where's it going with this? In Return of the Jedi, you have that again, a nice big long dogfight sequence, and you have Lando, and he's in. The Millennium Falcon. Again, that's your, your, your big entry point, right? right? So every minute of that means something because you care about those characters. Yes. We don't know Poe. We saw him at the beginning, and then we saw him again later, but we don't really know anything about him as a character, whereas all the other characters who we'd seen in these kind of action dogfight sequences that really kept us in were people we cared about. We don't really know him. He could die, and we was like, oh, well, I didn't think I didn't see that coming, but I guess I'm not too upset about it because I know nothing about him as a character. We know that, he's a, you know that he's friends with the droid, and he and his he gave Finn pilot. and he gave Finn his jacket, and that's about it. You know what I mean? Like, I just I wanted more because they kept promoting this character, yeah. and he's barely in the movie. Like, yeah, he got more screen than Phasma did. Yeah, I mean, but like again, so maybe we'll see more of them later. But I, I'm guessing we must because I mean they gotta have more characters now that we're kind of cycling out the old guard. But yeah, no, they'll. they'll... I think they'll they'll build them up. It's part of the process. And uh, I was glad that C three PO had a very diminished role. Not because I don't like him, but he didn't need to be around. You know, he was there. He was in the command unit, and that's kind of where yeah, he needed to be. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But why th- was R two under a sheet and yeah. left under low power mode? And what reactivated him all of a sudden? Yeah, convenient, right? Very. Like, oh yeah. Again, Star Wars is a time of convenience. There's a lot of things that just yeah. conveniently happen. It was that was a little bizarre way to to pace it. Like if our if, if BB it was you know poking him around and and this not to turn him back on properly or something. Mm-hmm. Like only when you turn back on, I thought suddenly oh here, Luke yeah. has come to them now suddenly or something. Yeah, yeah. He you know he just felt that Han had died and he came to them mm. rather than them. I did like the him. that Leia felt it. That yes. That was cool. I mean, they were obviously like super close, and she is sense- force sensitive. And the idea that they would have such a strong bond that, and again, their son has the force, so yeah. it made sense. And I thought that was a nice touch. Yes. Um, yeah, that, that, that she, was the right she, way to go. Yeah, it was, and it made you feel that loss more. And again, I think that's why I didn't really have a huge problem with them dying because it feels like it does mean something to these characters. It didn't feel like a throwaway. It didn't feel cheap. No. Because um, it did feel like it meant something to both Kylo as a character. Uh, and to everyone who knew him. Yeah. You know, and maybe he'll become an even more mythical character because, you know, because he's done. He's Harrison doesn't have to worry about ever playing that character again. No, he's good. Unless he's a Force ghost. 
Don't be a force. They've been very clear over the years that there's no force in Han Solo. He was no, there's okay, absolutely no. none. No. Um, I did like that when Kylo's trying to kind of do the the mind tricks on Ray that she's able to peer back and figure out the, and like able to use Darth Vader's she, name. Like that's cool. Yeah. Like because how else would she know that unless she kind of peered into his mind as well? I thought that was really cool for her to discover her first sensitivity and know what's what's going on. Absolutely. It did seem again though her suddenly making the jump to I can control people with the force. That felt like a bit of a jump, don't you think? Like she's she has this kind of weird mind meld moment with Kylo. He leaves the room and then she's like if I say things, I can get this guy to do it. Well, what um, led up to that? Cuz no one's done that in this movie. <sighs> at all. She must have heard Stories of the giant mind trick or something. I don't know. It's but really like, and how she even know to do it and exa- like, it just felt very like that felt very and not even convenient, just a little bit more contrived. It was cool and a fun moment when it yes, happened. Yes, it was for sure. So I think that's what kind of allows the the the, the reader, the viewer, to to kind of go with it. And there's a, a bunch of things here where we just kind of be like, you know what, you're entertaining me. I'll give, you the ro- I'll, I'll give you the rope. I'm not going to be super picky about it. I'm just going to enjoy it yeah. because, you know, why not? Because, you know, there are people that are right now like ripping it to shreds for these nuances. And, and I'm not going to rip it to shreds no. for that fun of stuff. I don't, I don't just, waste my time with that either. That stuff sure. is there and, yes. uh, you know, and you could spend time on that. But I'm like, but I enjoyed the kind of the comedic aspect of someone trying to do it for the first time. Yeah, like, like, we've what never, did you just say to me? No. Yeah. Because we've never seen that before. Exactly. We've only ever seen kind of seasoned people doing it, so it was kind of interesting yeah. to see someone doing it for the first time. And even her first kind of using the force to grab the lightsaber was cool too. And the fact that she was kind of able to overpower Kylo and get this the, the saber was cool. So yeah, there, there was. This... I almost thought that Luke would show up at that, in that during that fight. Right, That's it kind of I felt like that might happen. Like, yeah. I thought he didn't fling to her, fling to him. You know, and he's like, "What's he doing?" Because I almost wanted him to be captured by someone, or the fact that he's just kind of on his own, just like chilling. Like, didn't that kind of bug you? Uh, yes and no. Like he—he's uh, more he's important than that. Like he's—I know. He—he he had with great power, there must also come great responsibility. responsibility. He felt like he failed, and he—he he can't. But like now, fix his, it. his 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 former apprentice is running around. Being a giant douche trying to be the, yeah, the, new, the Vader, new Vader, you'd think that Luke would stop that. He'd be a big part of stopping that, right? Know. And it's weird that he's not. And I guess well, he'll train. He will be now. I guess he'll train Ray. Yeah. And you know, but like, yeah, that part just felt weird. Yeah. Because I guess it's just because we grew up with him being, you know, this this character, this 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 man who goes on a hero's journey he's and the, becomes. He was a new hope, right? He was. He was, and now he's the old hope. Yeah. Who just hangs out on his own with some runes or whatever, like at the top of this weird cliff. Well, he spends so much time because again, the Jedi Order is gone when he starts learning, right? And yeah. he uses Ben so early, and then Yoda gives him kind of a crash course before he That's fights it. Vader. Yeah, like That's I only know. So he spends even in the expanding universe. He spends so much time hunting for more information, more teachings holocrons, whatever, yeah. to try and know what the Jedi Order was all about. But really, listen, really can't he just have a, a nice little seance with, with Obi-Wan and Yoda? Like, I mean, that's all he really needs. No, no, he eventually even loses the ability to, to communicate with them. That's at, EU, at though. Force Ghosts. Again, yeah, but that doesn't Which doesn't exist anymore, right? We get caught up on... I, but I know, it's frustrating that none of that stuff exists, because there's yes. so much canon... But it's not to say that that still can happen. Yeah. Right, if that's not still the case. Right, we won't know until episode eight now, but no. you know, 
So episode eight is in what, two years? You told me I don't know. Well, you're supposed to know... You're the Star Wars guy. You're supposed to know this. You don't know what's coming. Well, I mean, next year's Rogue One, right? Yes. Are you excited for that? I want more information first. I have no issue with Rogue One. kind of a group of pilots or... I'm excited to see something different. Um, let's see. Yeah, episode 8 is 2017. Episode 9 is 2019. Uh, you got Rogue One in 2016... So that's next, uh, I guess, next next Christmas. And that that I'm excited for. Because I think that'll... It'd be interesting to see a Star Wars movie, if you haven't seen this yet, that isn't part of the core... It's an episode. Yeah, which isn't an episode. Like, how does that even work? Like, an anthology series seems is a cool idea, cool concept to have more movies in the Star Wars universe. It's yeah. just going to be weird to not have core episodes. And what does it mean to be an episode? What does it mean to not be? Well, if it's in between, it's something that leads up to what's going on, right? Yeah, because it's set in between episodes three and four, but closer to four. Because oh, it's... wait a minute, really? Yeah. Oh. Oh, you didn't know that? No, I thought it was between seven and eight. No, no, it's uh, it centers on a group of rebel fighters who come together to carry out the mission of stealing the plans for the Death Star. Hmm. Okay. It's something we've only ever heard about, never okay. seen. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. I hope. I, I mean, there's a Han Solo prequel coming at some point too, right? Yeah, exactly. Now I feel like Rogue One. I don't necessarily think this will happen, but it could be. It'd be fun to have like an Ocean's Eleven style Star Wars film. Like, you know, what, you know what I mean. Like, you have Marvel comics films, but you have different. It's it's a genre yes. superhero film. Yeah, for but sure. you have the comedic ones. You have the serious ones. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you're going to have the magic ones, yeah. like the ones that all do all sorts of different things. I'd like to see a Star Wars. You know, not like comedy, but a Star Wars kind of, you know, suspense or thriller. You know, these types of things could happen. It would be cool to have. Because we know that enough of those types of stories have taken place in the EU. Like, they're not all these grand Star Wars adventures. Some of them are other things. Absolutely. I'm excited to see a movie like that. No, that's a, that's a very good thing. Now, are we as a movie going public really ready for that, though? Are we ready for a Star Wars film to not quite feel like a, a standard Star Wars episode film? Are we ready? Are we ready? Yeah. I think we're ready. I don't feel accepted, but I think we're ready. Why not? Like, that's, yeah. you know... And how are they going like, to... We've been exposed to a lot of this stuff, thankfully, because of the Marvel... Let me ask a question. Cinematic Universe. How do you make it in the... Well, in the... You know, because it's always a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. How do you, when that's your opening narration, make sure that people know where this one takes place, Rogue One? Like, if Rogue One takes place before episodes you know, three and four. You can't say, a long time ago, not as long as this, but longer than that. <laughs> well, In between. No, it's still a long time ago, I guess, far, far away. Yeah. You still have your tagline, but then, you know... It's not going to be an episode. It's Star Wars. Is it still going to have the crawl? Yeah, you got to crawl. Do you? It's not Star Wars, you know, the crawl. Yeah. Well, you don't have the, the Fox fanfare in this movie. That was weird. What? The Fox. Oh, know? yes. Right, well. You don't have the fanfare. Apply, but yeah. It's, it's a little weird. It's funny, every, every time I ever heard that, I was like, whatever was coming on afterwards, it was always Star Wars. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I, always, I always connected the two, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's the sound. It's true. Um, now, here's the thing. Seeing the sound, there were moments in this movie mm-hmm. where I felt the music was either off or non-existent. Yes. And it was odd, because Star Wars has a very powerful scroll, still John Williams. Yeah. But where was some of the music in some of this? It felt like it was missing or not... 
hitting the right. It wasn't quite like yeah. It, I I know what you mean, especially like the dogfight sequences. I noticed it because yeah. those always had the drama was always ratcheted up because of the music. Yeah. The music is what made you feel the drama, and yeah. I don't feel like it was there. And maybe that's part of what the last um, lightsaber battle was lacking for me was some sort of like I can't even remember the the sound. And usually I can kind of remember yeah, you do what the, the music face, was. That's the one you remember. Well, that, that right? I mean, that is almost not even fair to compare it to because that's, I mean, it's not even the best, it's, it's not the best movie, but it's something about that music is one of the best, like, that's what makes that fight sequence so good. Absolutely. If you took out that music, it'd be all right. Yeah. You know, just be like, oh, there's a lot of gymnastics here. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of, you know, sword play. But there's not a lot of, like, really gets you. But that Duel of the Fates is what gets you. Yes. But even, you know, again, episode uh, five and six, if you listen to the scores, and you can you can visualize those battles. Yes. Because it's very iconic. Yes. I, I couldn't tell you what it sounded like for this battle. Maybe it was, like, maybe it was a good score, but yeah, it was either it felt more, um, you know... Muted, or wasn't as loud, or just wasn't the same yeah. thing. Because we know that John Williams did the music, so he's not the problem. No, I don't think he's the problem. Maybe it's just the mixing. They decided to go a little lower and not as high key, and I think that might have been a mistake. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Because yeah, music was a huge part of the movies is the music. Yeah, um, kind of same thing. I mean, I was in my, I don't know why I was linked them in my mind, but Back to the Future is part of what makes it work is the music. Yeah, it's a huge part of the score. Now. In the, it's interesting because when they originally did that score, they told Alan Silvestri, this is for Back to the Future, we need something big in terms of the mu- uh, music because there's not a lot on the screen. It's just a car racing toward like uh, you know a, a pole or it's got a pole, it's got to hit a line. That's basically it. But because the music is thrilling and exciting, you're, you, you get sucked in. Absolutely. You know, and you can hear it in your head and you, you hum it. And, you know, like... I, I, I not every day, but like probably once a week, I think of that music because there's something about that music. Same thing with the Star Wars music. But yeah, this one didn't feel like it brought something new to the Star Wars universe in terms of the music. It felt like you had some remixed old themes. You did, but again, it it they weren't selling it the same way. Yeah, and I don't know why. Maybe just JJ's decision, like he didn't want to overpower it, you with the it music. It must be, but that's that's, that's, so, that's so Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars right? is the music. Yeah. Like cool's or not, no. both of them, all of them had it before. They all had so it, yeah. It was missing that element. For sure. Star Trek really doesn't really have a thing like that. Like it has the opening kind of themes, but it doesn't really have like a an ongoing theme throughout the movies ever. But Star Wars does. Star Wars does. Star Wars has a very defined. You Sound. hear that music and you're like, "That's Star Wars." Hundred percent. At least, at least the opening still felt like Star Wars because you had the opening crawl. You had oh the, yeah, that no, was perfect. You know, it was dead on. they throw it out at you. You have the Star Wars just kind of right out at you. Yeah. And then you realize, man, it's been ten years since there's been a new movie. I know. And now we're gonna get f- five movies over the course of the next five years. You know, like yeah, you got. Then what? I don't know. Episode ten. You keep going. Huh? Do you, would you want more? Yes, it's all. It's Star just Star Wars. Wars that's good enough. It's like a monstrous property to to sit on it for as long as they didn't do nothing with it. You know, like it just prints money. It does. No matter what you do, whether it's the marketing, the action figures. I mean, Disney. Thing. What did they pay? Like four billion or something for LucasArts? Well, I made it back Lucas... yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly feels that way, right? I mean, the merchandise and like we we you joked earlier about the fact that there were so many ads before the film. Of which there's probably like seven or eight mo- like ads, but at least half of them were Star Wars, Wars related. Yeah. yeah, you know, and like you cannot escape Star Wars, and like 
what was it you were saying? Um, cover girl. Cover girl. There's cover girls Make like up Star, line Wars. Star Wars. Uh, like that's the nerdy chicks. They're gonna go pick this up. What? <laughs> that, that's crazy. Yeah. Like it. It really is everywhere. Like you. Like everything is Star Wars. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. They're gonna slap Star Wars on it. Yeah. Uh, and like, I I, I saw a BB-8 lamp. I'm like, that's cool. Lamp. That's cute. Like, I kind of wanted that, but yeah. yeah. Like it's you. You can't escape Star Wars this Christmas. Like we thought that if you if you go back in the last fifteen years, think about the the big movie releases that have dominated Christmas time. So you had the Hobbit movies. You had the Lord of the Rings movies. I think for a while, didn't you have Harry Potter movies as well? I think so. And they were always in this kind of Christmas time slot. And we always thought, like, you know, it can't get better than those. It can't get bigger than those. And then it, when they announced that, you know, Star Wars was going to be in December and not May, which is weird... You know, everyone's like, well, how, what's that going to play like? And it was just, it's it's this monumental opening. It's Friday's gross was over 30 million more than the previous record holder. Like, just shattered it. It was like 90 million in one day on a Friday in, I think, December for Harry Potter. And that got blown apart by Star Wars. Like, it's just insane the numbers it's doing. Yeah. And it's sold out everywhere. There's, like, screenings every five minutes, it seems. And yeah. it, it's a license to print money, and everyone wants to see it. And... I don't know what it is, but, like, again, it just feels like there's this crazy excitement that I don't even remember it quite feeling this way for Phantom Menace. It Maybe didn't. I'm wrong. It didn't. But why is that? Is it, is it social media? Is the fact that the the manufacturing arm, is it because Disney has holds license and just gave it to everybody? Like, it's like, hey, you want Star Wars? Give us some money. I think it's a much bigger hype machine this yeah. year than back, you know. Again. But why? Like, why? what is it about Episode 7 as opposed to Episode 1? Is it because it's the old cast? It's yeah, because what happens next? Yeah, because we, you know? we didn't really need to know what happened earlier. Like, it's nice, but it wasn't a must. But finding out what happens they, later... They filled the gaps pretty good at what happened before. So you have a, you can you can imagine in your mind to a degree, people were most curious about the Clone Wars, which you didn't even get. You saw the beginning of it, the end of it. Yeah. You know, and they filled the middle with the cartoon afterwards. Yeah. Um... So yeah, they kind of gave you everything you kind of needed when they set up the world. Yeah, so it was nice that they went back, but you didn't need it. And I guess maybe George thought, "I'm never gonna be able to get all these people in the same room again. Why bother? People just want to see Han, Leia, and, and Luke, and I can't do it." Because maybe he thought he wouldn't be able to. Yeah, it'd be nice if they got done this sooner. You yeah, know, you, you but realistically, like, I mean, Harrison Ford at the time, like, let's say, like, let's go back in time. Special editions released in what ninety seven. Around there, and then you have Phantom Menace in '99. So let's say '99, you don't have Phantom Menace. Instead, you have Episode Seven. Harrison Ford's too big a movie star at the time. He wouldn't have wanted to do it. He didn't want to go back anyway. Like I'm surprised they got him kicking and screaming to go back in the first place. They probably drove a garbage truck of money up to his house, but I mean, or a few garbage trucks worth of money. But like he was a movie star. He was in like Air Force One around that time. Like you know, he was he was a legitimate movie star. Well, not that he wasn't before, but I mean, like in the '90s especially, like you could name the hits he had in that in that decade, uh, Fugitive, like the, a bunch of big movies. So I don't think you could have made that. Carrie Fisher definitely would have done it. She was very far removed at that point, and Mark Hamill was not doing anything besides voice animation. So you weren't going to get those guys all in a room together to make a movie. So I'm not. I, I think it needed to be this long for them to finally be like, okay, Harrison, you're not doing as much in terms of movies. Maybe it's time. We'll kill you off. You only have to do one. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... I, I'm just wondering, like... Well, of all the original cast, he had the most significant role. He did. And I think that, in some ways, is a shock, just because 
he's always seemed like someone who wanted to distance himself from Star Wars and didn't always want to talk about it. And everyone wants to talk to him about it, but he's already the most humble guy in Hollywood who's just kind of, like, he feels like he's always, oh, well, uh, yeah, I did that thing named Star Wars. Like, I just want to, I just want to fly my helicopter. Like, that's what it feels like to be Harrison Ford. Yeah. You know, like, he's not, he's a guy who's in the limelight but doesn't want to be. You know, he just wants to kind of be an actor, do his thing, go home. You know, and it's just, so I'm surprised they got him to be in such a meaty role. Because it was meaty. It was big. Yeah, well, yeah, but he had the biggest torch to pass because that, that was his swan song. That was it. Yeah, and that was all we're going to get from him. Yeah. No force ghost for him. No. Is it wrong that I wish there was? Can there be a smuggler ghost? Can there be, like, someone out there who who, who learns to become the next greatest smuggler? No. And, and he sees Han? No. No? I'm reaching too far? Thing. Way too far. Yeah, I know. Way too far. Chewie's still alive. Chewie's, like, a hundred. <laughs> like... He's ancient, yeah, because he's around during the Clone Wars. Are you surprised they didn't make him a little gray? Who had the big pigment issue? Was it you? Maybe. Someone was crying about his lack of pigment and, and going gray. I don't know. He's fine. Wookiees, we don't know what they're... Well, aren't there slightly grayer Wookiees, though? Because in, when we saw them in uh, what, episode three... Yeah. Didn't we see some older looking Wookiees? Just different colors and shades and but like and he looked like um, I'm. That being said, this is a universe where multiple different beings can be at least a thousand years old. Exactly. So I guess it's not a big stretch yeah. to say he could be multiple hundreds. I've ever dictated what the Wookiee's lifespan should be and no. how they age or whatever. It's fine. I mean, I don't care if he's black and gray. Now, if they had killed him off here, people would have just compared his death to how he died in the EU. Because yeah. you know Chewbacca did die in the he EU, does. whereas he didn't die here and Han is as far as I know is still was still alive in the EU when was the last EU book that was published because they're not doing those anymore do you even know it's not important when no I don't know when someone can look that up yeah email me let me know (laughs) it's not important why so I let's wind it up we've okay I've I've brought you on a merry chase around every like weird plot point possible uh, is there anything else that we haven't kind of touched on that you wanted to talk about? Uh, what do you think about the big MacGuffin, the the the, the Star Killer? I guess. What do you think about that? The Star Killer base, the big planet. Yeah. Slash Death Star. Um. Did it really need to be like this was the Death Star? This is how big this <laughs> one is. Like, really, is that necessary? And we still need to blow up one little thing. Um. And it felt a little easy, and it felt uh, very much like two minutes left. Okay, eighteen things have just happened that could not have just been in two minutes. Like, I felt like their perception of time that, was that's off. Classic for any movie in that. I know, scenario. but like, try a little harder. I know, I know. Got to cut it close, but I know. Um, I'm fine with it. It was a little overkill. But sure. did it also feel like you know they were powering up this big weapon, and like, like it was almost a, like. It was a little too easy that the the planet blew up. Like, like it, it didn't feel like it was fully explained. Like, they're draining the power from the sun. The so sun goes out. one star. So the star's gone. Uses energy. All this power is now in the planet? In this it big weapon? The core. Okay. And, and that's able fine. to destroy multiple planets in one blast. Yeah. Another crazy concept so, as well. So that's fine. So we're, you know, so all the power is in this world. And now it they've just damaged this coupler or whatever like transistor <laughs> some sort of function yes. and now the place just blows up 
pretty quickly. Again, how does anyone survive it? Because we know that a bunch of the cast has to get off there. Like, it just brought up a lot of questions for me. That's true. Because they also mentioned, I think, in the run, we may have to destroy it, we can just disable it. Yeah. So, but I guess you can leave that type of threat. That much energy there would blow it up. Yeah, I guess. If you screw up, If you have no way to regulate the power of a star, then, yeah, it's going to blow up in your face. So, it is crazy that it just blew up planets and... And we didn't even find out the name of those planets. No one seemed to care. Like when Alderaan died, that system, that was it. Yeah. they definitely made a big deal about Alderaan. Because that should have really woken more her first sensitivity, like having multiple planets get slaughtered. Never mind yeah, like one. You know, and plus, again, what about Luke? He's just hanging out somewhere. Multiple places, like yeah. huge planets are being destroyed. Yeah. No, you think, yeah, Luke. When Alderaan was destroyed, Obi Wan felt, felt it. it. Yeah, you wouldn't think that Luke would let something like that. Mm. Can you imagine the, uh, I mean, because we saw how Obi-Wan reacted. Can you imagine the migraine it must have given Yoda? <laughs> just oh. just hanging out on Dagobah, like, holy shit, what was that? Like, <laughs> yeah. it was a, a little weird that he just kind of took off on his own. Like, what the, probably the most powerful Jedi there was. And he's just hanging out on Dagobah, waiting. Waiting, waiting for Luke. Luke home one day. Waiting for a kid to show up. I guess that's just what Luke's doing. <laughs> I'm waiting for this woman to show up. Maybe Yoda showed up and was like, okay, this girl's going to show up. <laughs> I, I played this game. Yeah. It sucked. I had to wait for like a lot of tyranny to happen. You heard me for a while. All the, okay. all the ran had to blow up. Mm. It's fine. And like, there's a few like of those stones there. I wonder if what we didn't see is that he's actually talking to three ghosts on each stone. <laughs> you know, he's he's like, Dad, what should I do? Obi Wan, what do you think? Yoda, what up? Oh, there's gonna be this girl. Let's wait here and think about it. Yeah. You know, like she'll come to me. Or yeah. she has the map. I just would have rather that been the beginning of the next movie. I agree. It just felt... And just, wasn't that awkward with the the, outs, the extended lightsaber and then you have the, the pan around? Was it Michael yeah. Bay? <laughs> you know, like, it's did so Michael like, Bay shoot okay, it for a day? I lost that investment. Where'd you get that from? Seriously. <laughs> He's even like, um, so whose is that? Is that mine? Wait, that... No, that can't be mine. Did you find my hand, too? Was that in another basket in, like, that treasure chest? I don't know. It was weird. There are some weird parts of this movie. Some weird, for sure. So, overall... Yes. You're happy? Oh, no. On the overall, I'm happy. I know I'm not in the theater disappointed like Phantom Menace. Um, well, that's not exactly a fair bar. No, but, uh, but we're comparing it to Star Wars. This is the next, we had the the original trilogy, which will forever live in as you know the standard, the legacy, yes. what all Star Wars will be based upon. Yes. Um, then you'll have the prequels, where everyone will poo-poo forever, because that's what we are. So, is this better than Episode Four? No. Is it better than the prequels? Yes. Is it a spectacle? Am I happy I saw it? I'm either angry, disappointed, or sad. No. I left there... Confused? Thinking, oh, I look confused. There's so many things. So many questions. There's and, a lot to take in. And, and it all depends on how crazy you want to take it as, as a fan. Um, you know, I, I love the practical effects. I had no issue with any of the new characters. I thought they were all great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... Uh, I love the X-Wing battles. Um, I love the passing of the Torch that happened. Uh, but I didn't The X-Wings look good, and again, the big thing is great. that they felt like they, they had weight good. to them. Yeah. You know, they felt like actual... Again, that was always the problem with the prequels, is that... And part it's just because it was in the infancy of when CGI could really be used to take over yes. for a lot of stuff, right? So yeah. a lot of stuff felt like they didn't really have a lot of significance to it in terms of actual physical being. Like, it didn't feel like it really occupied space. Yeah. People moved often and, and, mm-hmm. and, like, jumped, and you felt like, well, what? Like, 
I almost that I almost thought we get some of that here with that we maybe get some flips and jumps, and we didn't. We didn't get any of that. No. Like we didn't get any force lifts or anything like that. We did get some cool uses of the force. Well, look at the he stopped a, a blaster blast. That was cool, right? With the force, but what is this, right? So he. Why is he so powerful in the force? Yeah, exactly, right? So that helps his badassery, for sure. It does. Uh, early on. Especially. Until he takes off his mask. Yeah. See if that. he'd done that with the mask off, then maybe, like, <laughs> he would have been like, well, that's lame, but that's cool. cool. Yeah. Instead, we're like, I think this guy was cool, like, an hour ago. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. So Kyler off no mask, terrible. <coughs> uh, Golem, Sith Lord, not good. Um, lack of Phasma and Poe. Because um, I thought they'd be bigger, had bigger roles. Maybe there's more to come for them. Hopefully there is. Um, well, and again, like that part more. of that comes because of the the hype machine, right? Like you have you know Phasma on cereal boxes yeah. and like Poe, and so that's that's part of it. And that's not all the fault of the filmmakers. That's also the fault of just the people putting right, out the product that they're allowing all this stuff to kind of go out there, and everyone's like, "Oh man, these characters are going to be somebody," and they're not. Yeah. Well, Poe had again, like. No Boba Fett. Not that we ever heard anything about. But did you ever think that... Boba Fett come from in all this? I'm just saying... We, you I, see, you I see a Mandalorian there. symbol on uh, yeah. the bar there, uh, the watering hole they get to. Wouldn't it be cool to see him? Do you think we'll ever see him in the new prequel, in the new sequel? Well, he's getting the movie. I don't know when it takes place. He does survive the Sarlacc pit. I'm, I'm sure it's still going to be... EU, though. Yeah, I, I think... Technically, he doesn't in the... Like, as of right now, we can assume he's dead until they prove he's alive. Everyone loves Boba Fett. Yeah, we do love Boba Fett. Yeah. He's barely been in any movies, but... He's, he, just, he's just badass. He's, he's the man. Yeah, everyone loves Boba Fett, so... We'll Phasma, see him again. Phasma's no, uh... She's a kind of a bitch, you know? Like, she's... She's not very nice. She's just a... No, she's supposed to be that drill sergeant. That's yeah. fine. And, again, I wanted to see more of what she had, and... Um, yeah. A little bummed that she didn't get more. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, overall, eight lightsabers out of, out of ten... Eight lightsabers. Yeah. Um, yeah. I Very probably, good. Enjoyable. I think I would give it the same, maybe a titch less. I don't know. A titch. A titch, like seven, seven and a half lightsabers. Five. Or maybe like your seven lightsabers seven and, and then a lightsaber that goes out the side. <laughs> uh, I like, lightsaber broadsword is badass. I like that. Yeah. I wish they'd explained it in some way. Why? I don't know. I would have I wouldn't mind explain it. the dual lightsaber that Darth Maul had. He, he was just smart enough to put two together for once. Like, why didn't anyone do this before? <laughs> you know, like... It's a long way from... Z- 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 little, little yeah, flicks. A, a long time <laughs> since, since nudging your lightsaber yeah. against um, two old men just yeah. gently... Look, man, you can, you can do tons of debates about technology and Star Wars and how things work. And, you know, you look at the 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 spaceship designs in episodes 4, 5, 6 and how they're very... Uh, blocky and stuff, and you had the sleek Nebu Starfighters, which were years, years prior, and they look more high tech, arguably, mm. the next swing and stuff like that. So it's just the way it is. It just means that the Nebu had a lot of skill in making things sleek, and other people didn't. You know, it's just like, you know, you can get a clunky ass PC, or you could get a sweet looking Mac. You know, like, they're the same technology level, but one is aesthetically more pleasing. That's right. I just was an apologist for that. <laughs> I'm just, I wanted to find a way for them to work in the same universe and not offend each other. Yeah. Uh, don't don't nitpick it. Just sit there and enjoy it. It's, it's a fun ride. It's a great romp. I can say I didn't know where it was going to go. Like, and oh, that, I had no idea. And that's what I kind of liked about it. Is yeah. I wasn't sure where it was going to go. And whatever they the kind of threw in Leia, when they throw her in, and 
you know, and throwing in the piece about, again, the fact that they read, they really jumped in front of it and said Luke is missing. And then they it's didn't, the first even, line. They didn't the first even wait line. too long to tell you who Kylo Ren was. They didn't leave it to a, a big final rele- uh, revelation when kind of Han's like, I gotta go confront him, and then you find out why. They didn't do that. They actually, you know, did things in a different pacing to kind of offset your expectations. What you would usually expect in terms of um, kind of building up drama, they didn't do, in ter- and they just kind of laid it out there. And I was impressed with that, because you don't always get that. Sure. Usually they try to, you know, kind of create higher melodrama and surprise. And here I thought they were more like, you know, we're going to throw you some things. We're going to tell you things before you might expect to know it. And it's going to be a surprise anyway. So, yeah, it was yeah. good. It was a good movie. It was a very good movie. Will you see it again? In theaters? Yeah, yeah. I'm taking my dad. You're taking your dad? Yeah. Now, did your dad originally take you to Star Wars or was there like a connection there? No. No? He didn't no. introduce you to Star Wars? Uh, I think he, yes, I'm going to say, if memory serves, he showed me, he, he taped for me off TV, okay. Return of the Jedi, Okay. at the time. And did you know all the breaks between uh, commercials? Like, even now, could, do you know where all the commercial breaks are? No, I think he actually recorded such a way where he got, didn't have, he Ooh, got rid of them. Skill. Right? I think skill. Um, That's such a lost art that no one ever will ever remember. <laughs> never like, your kid, our kids will never remember no. that. They'll never know what that means. No. To, like, that's such an interesting concept. Absolutely. Even the concept of having to wait in line to get into a movie, because in Canada we're used to having most places on big releases, they have priorities, uh, not priority, they have assigned seating. Yeah. So the whole concept of you got to you know, go get your ticket and then you got to get there early and you got to wait and then you got to run in, that doesn't exist anymore. No. You know, these are things it's that crazy. just aren't a thing. And like movie phones, not a thing. Like there's so many weird things that we just took for granted when we were younger. Is that's the way it was. That our kids will have no concept no of what concept. that looks like. But yeah, that's crazy. Eh? Yeah, taping it off to make sure you yeah. didn't have the commercials. That, that's my first memory of of Star Wars: is Return of Jedi on VHS with no commercials, off of uh, TV. And I loved. And Jedi is still my favorite, hands yeah. down. Was that your favorite. first movie, like of the of the trilogy? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a little weird. So as, at least that's what I remember. Okay. If I saw four or five before, I don't remember it. I feel like you would, though. I think so, too. Like, if that's such a solid memory as a kid, like, yeah. I don't think you've ever seen them though, but, before yeah. that. Yeah. But I remember Jedi. That, that's the See, I one. thought I had the messed up one because I went four, six, five, but you went, you went <laughs> six, right four. to the end. Yeah. Right to the end. You went six, yeah. four, five. You just went weird. Yeah. But again, I, again, I was young. I didn't quite consume it all. Then eventually. Um, I can't remember how it came to be, but eventually I was shown proper. Yeah. Four, five, six. So I, I remember six being the first one I saw. So in two years, we'll have another podcast. Well, I mean, we'll do next year Rogue One, too, but, like, for the big one. Or episode eight. Sorry, what did I say? So in ep- two years, we'll have another podcast for the next yes, one. Yes, episode eight in two years. Yeah. And next year's Rogue One, so we can talk about I that. I hope we podcast again before two years from now. That'd be very sad. Well, I mean, the Star Wars <laughs> podcast. Star Wars, yeah. Don't worry. I'm sure Captain yes. America will be sitting down to talk about it. And Deadpool, because we've got to talk about that. And that for our, that'll be a nice Valentine's Day weekend. Fantastic. Nothing says love like Deadpool. Yeah. Um, we'll go hand in hand. I'll bring you chocolates. Absolutely. Uh, we got Batman vs. Superman coming up. Like That's February, March, and then May. There's like two movies. And then we have, I think, a dearth. There's not a lot for the rest of the summer. Mark no. Wait, well, there's Star Trek. There's Ninja yeah, Turtles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the year, there's Doc Strange. That should be interesting. How the, how What's that going to look like? Yeah, no kidding. And then next year's Infinity War, right? Avengers, right? 
2018. You and the Burton Island. I think 2017 is Spider-Man, Guardians, and Black Panther. I think. Oh, really? I yeah. think. I could be wrong. I could absolutely be wrong. I'm I'm, I'm okay with being wrong. Okay. Uh, I probably am. There's too many movies to keep track of. I know. It's Can you imagine? Like, now. There was a time when you were Well, like, we just hit a huge surge of trailers already. Even like New Independence Day. Oh, yeah. You know? That's weird. I haven't actually watched the trailer for it. I did. Was it Was it good? Yeah. I, and I heard that they referenced Will Smith's character. Everyone else is back but him. Uh, yep. Is Apparently, what? he dies in a accident when they build a prototype new jet fighter based on their alien technology. There's a worse way to die. A little bit. Like, yeah. for a guy who... In a train accident, yeah. Who, you know, didn't he, like, punch out an alien? Or he did. Like, welcome yeah. to Earth, yeah. Yeah, welcome then, to Earth. Then puffed a cigar afterwards. Uh, so, I, it's hard to tell off the trailer if they're going to keep the same... Um, as, I was surprised in the pants they was. There was a campiness to it. To Absolutely. Degree, right? So, it, it made it relate... Like, you could, you know... It was serious enough that it, it was good, but still fun enough where... I don't call it a family movie, but you know you have to be mm-hmm. too old to watch it. So True. I don't know if they're going to maintain that tone in this new one. This one seems a little more mature and darker, based on the trailer. But I could be wrong. But it's I remember, just, remember every movie. But I remember now. seeing the, the first trailer for the original, and I thought it'd be very dark. All you see is this thing come in, it nukes oh, yeah. everything. So you you didn't know there'd be that kind of comedic aspect. And plus that. You know, very iconic shot of destroying Washington, um, the White House. House. I mean, that's that's a practical effect too, because it actually blew something up. Yes, like built a built a mini miniature version and blew it up. You know, when you do CGI, it's just not the same as those practical effects. No, they look great. I mean, say what you will, and there is a lot of bad things to say about Michael Bay's Transformers, but his love of practical effects is impressive. Because he loves to blow real shit up. He does. It's not enough to just blow it up on a computer. If you're not blowing it up in real life, then you're not Michael Bay. That's true. <laughs> I mean, it's just not right. But uh, I do love, the, again, the practical effects in this one are fantastic. The, the movie mm-hmm. looks great. Okay, so Visually. we have a lot of podcasts to do next year. Now, the big question is, will you watch TMT 2 and will you podcast about it? Because you didn't see the first do one. Do I have to watch the first one and watch the second one? You don't need to. Not at all. But you, you could. Regardless of, of the second one, as we talked about off-podcast on the way to this one, um, we love the whole Rocksteady and Bebop thing, them looking legit like they would, having like a cartoon episode on the big screen is great. still hate the way the turtles look. I think they look ridiculous. I know. They're too big, too. Um, yeah. Giant tanks. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I might go. Might yeah? Be, might, is Bebop and Rocksteady enough? That might be enough, in? yeah. Because they look yeah. absolutely I, I, see, I, I, my, my... It didn't change anything. My kryptonite is fan service, right? You yeah. give me good fan service, I'll, I'll give you a go. I love fan service. And that's, like, like I'm impressed that they went hardcore. Like, yeah. that's... They didn't change anything about what they looked like. Yeah. Like, I guess they probably said, you know what? People are upset that we changed the turtles, but we can't go back on it. So let's give them the real Rebop and Barack yeah. study. Yeah. They'll be careful for that. Let's give them Baxter Stockman. He's not going to be the, you know... What, what was his name? Well, he comes to fly later. Fly, yeah. yeah, I don't think they're going to make him the fly. And well, we didn't see anything. That we know say he won't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no Tokar and Razor. <laughs> no Tokar and Razor. Come on. No. I want to see them. Ice. Ninja. Ninja. Rap. Ninja. You know, oh, Vanilla Ninja. Ice isn't doing much. I mean, they could probably get him cheap. Oh, they probably could. Probably wouldn't be very hard, right? No. They, no. Just it'd be hilarious if there was like some segue or comment or. Like, in the background, you hear the music or something stupid. That'd be good. That wouldn't even be hard to do. Again, what's he doing? 
would be hard. Just be like, hey, can we use your music just for five minutes? Remember that? Remember the big thing that you were in? Remember Ninja Turtles Two? Ninja Turtles Two that was huge. Yeah. Trying to bring it back. That's Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you, Paul. For so you're you're singing to seven uh, seven, seven and a Yoda. Uh, no, seven and a broadsword. A broadsword side. <laughs> yeah, that's like a half. It's not like a full extra blade. Okay. It's, it's, Yoda has a main lightsaber. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Seven and a mini. Seven and a million. Youngling saber. A youngling saber. Youngling's no one likes. No one likes Anakin is like clearly. Yeah, <laughs> no, he, mur- he freaking murders them. No. All right. Well, you can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail dot com. You can like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also listen to us on Stitcher. Our uh, next episode will be our uh, Christmas episode. Uh, it will be either an interview, actually, with a creator, which will actually not be Christmas-themed whatsoever, or it'll be an actual surprise Christmas episode, which I'm hoping it is, but it may or may not happen, because as of this Saturday, December the 19th, I have no idea what's going to happen. So it could be a Christmas miracle, or you're going to have a great interview. So one of the two things will uh, will be fantastic. And we'll have Paul back on the show in a few months to talk about Deadpool. Uh, and so- hopefully, hopefully before that, we can do a Secret Wars... Uh, closing Don't comments. promise things to people. What? I want to do that. Okay. Well, it's me. <laughs> well, we have to wait for Secret Wars to end first. Okay, but that's short for February, hopefully. That's January 6th? Yeah. Well, that's well, what they said. I got pushed the 17th, isn't it? Oh, no. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. That was the 6th. I got pushed again. Jesus. Yeah. Why? Ask... Wait, hold on. Marvel, I don't know. It can't be the 16th. I mean, it has to be at least on a Wednesday. Well, whatever, but it's later. It's... Oh, my God. Yeah. Man, that that event is never going to end. It's going to come out, and then the week later is going to be the the assault on Mission Hill or whatever it's called. Pleasant Hill. Pleasant Hill, whatever. And isn't that just the lead into Civil War Two? Apparently, I like don't know. I, I'm 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 seriously getting burnt out. And and then we got the Apocalypse Wars or whatever where that is. Yeah. I mean, I get it. You got two big movies coming out, so let's have one that ties in the Apocalypse, one, one that ties in the Civil War. War. Yeah. I get it. I'm not an idiot. I, I'm loving to see how fucking what's his ass buns in the plot of his ass Archangel. Oh, how... Um, what? Say that again? What about Archangel? The movie or... No, in the comics. Oh. Because Archangel clearly doesn't exist anymore. He becomes the, the hoity-toity, fluty... Love yeah, the world he's that, Warren Worthington so yeah. how he reverts back to that apocalypse well I think Colin Bunn said that that'll be part of his second arc he's not gonna do it right away he's gonna kind of jump in the ground running and maybe that's the apocalypse arc is part of where he's gonna explore what happened to him I don't know there's he's got some explaining to do if yeah. if he was Lucy he's gonna, and, he's gonna, and he's do some serious remender stuff and he's gonna fix that one yeah that's gonna be a big yeah. one yeah Anyways, thanks again for uh, listening to uh, this episode of Comic Shenanigans. This has been episode, what, 330? Holy crap, that's a lot. Uh, we will catch you next time, but thanks so much for downloading the episode and for supporting the show. Go see Star Wars. Bye-bye.